Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Welcome to Maranatha Online. We had to uh, cancel our service this morning due to the amount of ice and snow that we have in the parking lot and on our porches. So um, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be just doing a, a sermon online today. Uh, quick announcement: We are. Some of you might have gotten the notice that we are pushing back our Monday night prayer from the seventh uh, to the fourteenth. We didn't realize that that 14th was uh, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. So we're going to be combining with the men's prayer on Saturday the 12th. Um, We're going to be combining with them at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. for our church-wide prayer. All right, so um, please come on out to the church on, on Saturday the 12th. Um, and you can, uh, and we'll be praying with, with, the, uh, with the men, and it'll be corporate-wide. Amen? All right, let's get into, uh, let's get into the Word of God. I, um, I'm going to pick up where I left off last week. We, I, I was talking about the four C's of conquering fear. The scripture that I read was Hebrews 13, 5, and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So last week, um, we have the four C's. Last week, I spoke about the uh, contentment of his provision. And, um, and then I spoke about the companionship of his presence. And the third concept I want to talk about today is having the confidence of his promise. Again, the confidence of his promise. We just read, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We're going to focus on just three words today. Um, And those words are, he hath said. These are the three words that are the confidence of his promise. So a promise is no better than the one who makes it. Amen? So in the Greek language, this is an intention. And what that literally means is, he himself hath said. Who is it that said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee? It is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. So when you think, when you don't think you have the strength to keep moving, and you say, God, I just don't have the strength. He says, the omnipotent God says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And when you say, God, I'm afraid to go through this next year. I don't know what it holds. The omnipresent God says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And when you say, God, I don't know what to do. The omniscient God says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's saying, I am with you. And I'm telling you today, church, that if he himself has said it, then he himself will do it. Hallelujah. Many of you know that that I've dealt with, that I deal with depression. Um, I've, I've had depression for, I think I was diagnosed about eight years ago. 
And in 2016, um, I suffered probably my worst bout with depression. Um, you know, I, I, that's when I went through suicide, uh, th suicidal thoughts. And I know, you know, when a lot of people are down, they go through depression, it's very easy to have dark thoughts. That doesn't always mean that you're going to act on those dark thoughts, but a lot of people have those dark thoughts. I mean, how many times you've been in a car and you're driving down the road and that quick thought hits, I could hit, you know, I, I, at the speed I'm going, I, I could go into a brick wall and end it all. You know, that, that's not, as crazy as it sounds, it's not an uncommon thought. There's actually a lot of people that think that. Doesn't mean they're clinically depressed. It's just a, a dark thought that sometimes enters. Um, but in my case, I had depression, I was suicidal, and I had a plan. I knew when I was going to do it, how I was going to do it. I had my note written out. I knew what day I was going to do it. Um, and you know, leading up to that day, I had made every one of those statements to God. And I, you know, I had said, Jesus, I don't have the strength to keep going. I don't know how I'm going to continue facing this year. I don't know what to do. I don't. And so I made my plan because I'm human and I make plans, right? So, so I made my plan and I got to tell you, I was fearful. I was anxiety ridden. I was depressed and, and, I just, and I kept telling him, Jesus, I, I don't have the, I got to the point where I didn't have the will to fight anymore. It would just be easier to just, to just really call it a day. And I'm standing here before you today because he promised to never leave me nor forsake me. I'm standing here today because he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, that I would never, ever have to fight alone. There's an old hymn titled, Never Alone, and it says, I've seen the lightning flashing and heard the thunder roll, and I felt sin's breakers dashing, which tried to conquer my soul. I've heard the voice of my Savior. He bid me still fight on. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Listen, I, I know that there are people here who, who are watching online and, and I know that, that you know, you've, you've either lost a child or you've lost a spouse, you've lost a mother, a father, and there are days you don't know how you're going to find the strength to survive, not only today and not only tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the day after that. You're afraid of what your life will be like without them. You know, you, you just don't know what to do. But I'm here to remind you, church, that he hath said, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, the omnipotent, the omnipotent, omnipotent. <laughs> Don't you love when you get tongue-tied? The omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is what he's saying. There's contentment. Be content with the things that you have. There's companionship. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And there's confidence, for he hath said, he himself hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Amen? The fourth and final concept is, know the comfort of his protection. 
When you have his contentment and you have his companionship and you have his confidence, then you must have the comfort and his courage. Looking at verse 6, it says, so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. So if we put together verse 5, he hath said, and verse 6, that we may boldly say, he hath said that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. How do we face life without fear? You find your contentment in Jesus. You find your companionship in Jesus. You find your confidence in Jesus. And only then you will find your comfort in Jesus so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Listen, you're gonna face you're gonna face things. There, there's no way around it. There, you're, there are, there's gonna come a time that you're gonna face things. The Hebrews who this book was addressed to, they faced heartaches and trials. I'm not saying that content, contentment, companionship, confidence, and courage and comfort in Christ are gonna solve all your problems. Because I I, I hate to tell you this, it's not. It's not going to solve all your problems. Matthew 5.45 says, He makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends, he sends his rain on the just and the unjust. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. You know, it's just, it's not. There's, there's just no way around that. I don't know what the future holds for any of us. I don't know what the future holds for me, my husband, my son, I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what some of us are going to have to endure. Listen, you may be coming up on the year that you're going to have to, that will be most likely the worst year you've ever had to endure. You might be in a, in a storm right now that is the worst experience you've ever experienced. What I am telling you, though, is that when those times come, and I'm telling you, friend, they will come. You are not exempt from the storms of life. They will come, but when they do come, you can stand upon the promises of the word of God and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man will do to me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Those to who this book was written, the Hebrews, they were facing opposition from family and friends. And I know there's a lot of people that are watching online, that have had opposition from family and friends. They've, they, their family has come against them. Their family has, has cut them off. They're facing mockery and brutality. And yet those Hebrews could say, I will boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Church, I pray that you'll say that when the winds start blowing. That you'll say the Lord is my helper. When the times get difficult, the Lord is my helper. Alexander McLaren was a Scottish minister minister in the 1800s. And he's told a story one time when he was in one of his sermons about him and his father. When he was about 16 years old, he had gotten a job that was away from home. His family lived on a farm outside the city of Glasgow. And he happened to get a job in the city of Glasgow. So he didn't have a horse to ride. They didn't have cars back then. And so he had to walk. When he had to go to work, he had to walk to work. Now we're talking like six to eight miles to get to his job. So what he was doing, what he was going to do was he was going to walk to work. It was too far for him to go back and forth every day. So he would walk into the city. 
He would stay for the week and then come home on the weekends. So he had just gotten this job. He hadn't actually done the process yet. And it was going to be his first week away from home, and his parents knew they were going to miss him. So his father had told him, Alex, when Friday comes, I want you to walk home because your mother and I will have missed you. It'll be the first time you've been away from home, so on Friday night when you finish work, we want you to come home. Now, between the city and the farm where, Alex, where Alexander lived, there was this dark, deep ravine. And, uh, and it, was, it was a bad place. It was dark, it was scary, and there, it was known to have robbers and muggers who would lie in wait there for people that would have to, that would have to walk through. Listen, I, I like crime podcasts. That's just, I like crime shows. I just, that's just something that I like. And I gotta tell you, when, when I was reading the description that Alexander had put in his sermon, my first thought was, oh my word, that's, that's a place that like I picture things that happen in my crime podcast. That's where that happens, in these dark ravines. So he had said to his dad, he, he knew that if he left right after work and had to walk the six to eight miles, he was going to have to walk through that ravine after dark. It was going to be late at night. And um, so he said to his dad, Dad, I'll tell you what, I'll be tired Friday night, so I'll just spend Friday night in the city, and then I'll come home first thing Saturday morning. And his dad said, Alex, listen, your mom and I, we really want you to come home Friday night. So Alex responded, yes, sir. Wasn't going to argue. So Friday night when he got off work, he started on his walk to the farmhouse, and his heart was beating. Have you ever been so, like, afraid or in a position where you're really uncomfortable and you can literally feel your heart beating in your stomach? Well, that's what Alex said. He, he had never been, he had been so afraid that he could literally feel his heart thumping in his stomach because he knew he was going to have to walk through this dark ravine. So you know, what he did was he, he said that he started to whistle to make himself feel better, like, so that people would think that, that he was with, with somebody, and, um, and it didn't make him feel better. So then he actually started talking to an imaginary friend. Now, listen, I've been in some situations where, um, you know, I was a little uncomfortable, and so I did get on my cell phone and, and um, act like I was talking to somebody so that it looked like I was, you know, almost that there was like a witness, you know, nothing can happen because there's someone on the phone. So, so he started, he started doing that. And, um, so that he, you know, he was hoping that the robbers would think that he wasn't alone. And, uh, but when he got to that dark valley, that black ravine, he froze. He said he did not want to go into that deep, dark valley alone. He was petrified. And then he heard something. He thought he heard someone down in there stirring and then he said he really froze with fear at that point. Like, he said, I couldn't take one step in front of me. But he said, out of that darkness, a form began to come toward him. And as he looked panic-stricken, he started to make out a figure and realized it was his own father coming up out of that ravine. His dad had said, Alex, I came to meet you because I, was, I, I missed you so much that I, I wanted to meet you, and um, I thought we could walk home together. And Alexander in his sermon said, you'll never know the difference that made with my dad there by my side. He said, we walked through that valley and I had not a fear in this world because my own dear father was there by my side. Now listen, I said this before, I don't know what you're going to have to go through this coming year. I don't know if you're going to have to deal with illnesses. I don't know if you're, what kind of heartache you may have to deal with. I don't know what trouble, but listen, listen to me when I say I know I know, 
I know without a shadow of a doubt when those times come, you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do to me. When you face tomorrow, when you face next week, when you face next month, I want you to find contentment in Jesus. I want you to find companionship in Jesus. I want you to find your confidence in Jesus so that you'll find your comfort and your courage in Jesus. And I'm going to close one last time reading, let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.